So apparently a restaurant can keep being a restaurant as long as they take what they had inside, outside, but make an inside canopy version of the venue outside. Huh, yeah, but now everything's opening up again. So now they have to take everything outside and bring it back inside. <laughs> Sounds very complicated to me. Yeah. Ask me, like, I'm just trying to eat. Can I get my food or <laughs> waiter? Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for sitting in with us on Come Sit With Us. This is episode 28, Hero Pay, No Way. I'm Mark Flores. And I'm Isaiah Martinez. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the only podcast based in Rialto with two people who have interviewed an Emmy Award winner. Bro, I didn't even write that down. Nice. <laughs> I finally got it. Yeah. This is um, episode 28. This episode has been... This episode is being uh, recorded on March 10th, 2021. And this is uh, very impromptu, but I really want to get off this off the ground first and foremost. This would have been the birthday to one of my good friends, uh, Joel Johnson. And uh, for those who personally know me and know me very well, knows uh, that Joel Johnson was a very good friend of mine growing up. And due to some unfortunate circumstances, uh, Joel tragically died a couple years ago. And um, I want to... Uh, I want to just get something clear off the ground and just let people know that um, any sort of addiction is real. And if you as a friend see something, you say something. And that's all I have to say on that. But um, I want to give my props up to uh, Joel Johnson he was a good friend of mine, and uh, I miss him every day. So once for you, Manifest. Anyway, this is Come Sit With Us, Isaiah. Isaiah, how you doing? Doing fine, man. Doing fine. Right now, I uh, I uh, just been, I just got a fresh out of work, and uh, I've been working from home a lot lately, so I like that. Bro. I like how you make it seem like there's some sort of commute involved. <laughs> It's just like work is literally sitting, like work is literally behind me in my chair right now. Like <laughs> one but, simple turn, all in outlook. Simple, yeah, and uh, I've been I've been been blessed though because we've been working from home a lot lately. I don't know if that will change because everything's been opening up because my work is located in the um, in LA County, so you know, and I know that they're opening up stuff. So, but right now, you know, I'm blessed uh, to be here um, and look forward to do this episode, bro. I'm saving a lot of time now. My commute now involves the fast track. And it is quite it. the luxury. Yeah. I told, I mean, I mean, just what sit in traffic, bro. Just sit Yeah, because you, you have this, it sounds like you're, you're going to have something to say about <laughs> well, it. Well, you know, I just feel like, you know, just just sit in traffic, man. Just, nah. just wait it out. You know, get a good, listen to a couple of good albums while you're waiting, you know. I've I've waited my fair share of tr- in traffic this last 
six six going on seven it months. It sucks, huh? It's like yeah. you're losing an extra, almost like an extra hour out of every, and then you add yeah. that up for every day. Imagine Don't, how much hours. I, I made those calculations. Did you? And it's, yeah, for like the month. It's and absurd. So just picture up the, like throughout the year, you've probably been spending, I don't know, a month or two driving throughout yeah, the year. Yeah, in total like, hours. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, don't get me, don't get me started on that. And that's not even counting like just gas because wherever you're going. But yeah. you have the work car, so it's a little different. Yeah. But. I'm just simply enjoying the added time I get now because of the fast track. So I'm, I'm a part of the upper echelon of society now. It feels great. And it is, it is one of those like tit for tat kind of things to where I'm not really, I have to foot the bill for it, but it's worth it because I will pay for time gained at home or, you know, the extra time I should yeah. be getting. It, it, uh, have you ever seen that movie with Justin Timberlake? It's about like their currency is time or something like that. Like they, no. Oh they yeah. Currency, so we're like, it's like their time that they give up for the, currency. Yeah. And it is the life expectancy is actually written on, yeah. on his arm digitally. Yeah. And as you make a, as you do a transaction, like you lose that time or whatever that you, you know, whatever you're purchasing or however you're doing. I don't it. want to look, I don't even want to think how much time I got left. That movie is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Speaking of movies, I, uh, came home the other day and, my brother has a weird way of of hinting towards wanting to see a movie with me wanting to see a movie with him. And he was like, dude, you got to watch this movie. So he says it like that to where it's like, are you telling me to? Are you asking? The cool thing about me seeing this film with my brother, um, and I'll get into the title of the film, but. There's a process to this. My brother actually was able to get this whiskey uh, fermented with a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, uh, different ingredients that he gets from this. I think it's a whiskey subscription box. So they gave, basically gave him a mason jar and said, "Pour this whiskey into here, and wait a day or two, and open it up, and then serve it." And to make yourself an old-fashioned. And Isaiah, having an old-fashioned, watching the movie I'm about to describe, amazing. And you only need one of those. It was a lot. It was just straight up Did you guys go like inside a theater? Is that where you guys, or did you guys watch the movie at oh, home? Watched it at home. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow, I've never heard of this thing, though. Like, So it's a it's a mason, you, and then they give you, and then you pour it in there, and you hold it. From, from what I saw on, on just passing yeah. by the... The box that he had, it's it, it was a, it was a it was a uh, Dang, like your brother's a, on some other. Some it's like a liter. Sh- it's like a thing of whiskey, <laughs> yeah. and some ingredients. Yeah, and it looked like a whiskey subscription box. Hmm. So within that subscription box had a a a home kit that you would make the old fashioned with, with their ingredients. And it was amazing. Yeah. I don't normally have whiskey-based drinks. I'm more tequila-based, vodka-based. Yeah, those are my drinks. Those are anything claw, you whip up with claw. those, I'm all in. So paired with this amazing drink, mm. and with uh, watching a film with my brother, we uh, we watched the movie The King of Comedy. 
with Robert De Niro and Jerry Lewis. Okay. It's a 1983 venture by Martin Scorsese. It's one of those films like Shawshank, like Blade Runner. Didn't do uh, well at the box office, but actually ended up getting the critical acclaim via home movie rental and actually ended up being regarded as one of the best films of all time. And I got to say, Isaiah, I do not like watching movies that I have missed out on. I, When I f- finally saw the Back to the Future trilogy, blew my mind. And I was late to the game. When I finally saw the Godfather trilogy, minus the third one, blew my mind. This movie, The King of Comedy with De Niro and Jerry Lewis, amazing. Some of the roots of this film you see planted into the Joker movie with uh, with Joaquin Phoenix. It's about a stand-up comedian named Rupert uh, Pupkin, played by Robert De Niro. Very handsome, young Robert De Niro, as he is. And he has this... He's an aspiring stand-up comedian that just wants... Uh, the opening segment on this late night, this late night show hosted by the character played by Jerry Lewis. And not without spoiling it to people, but watch this film. It was a great film. Denny was like, yo, I bet you're going to talk about this on your show. I was like, I just might. And so I am. (laughs) Cause it's that good. Yeah. It's one of those. how How did Denny know about it? Dude, he every time I come home, he's watching like the AMC's top 100 films or something. Like the other night, the other night I catch him yeah. watching American Psycho. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And so yeah. I'm I I watched American Psycho right. twenty odd times. Right. And I just know one bit of dialogue, and I was like, oh crap, he's watching American Psycho. I turn around, and say, this is your first time watching? It? Yeah. And I'm like, oh okay, cool. Let me know what you think. And I come back later uh, downstairs. And then I was like, wait, what'd you think? What'd you think of American Psycho? One of Christian Bale's first, like, main movies. Amazing, artful. It was fucking crazy. I was like, can't go any deeper than that. (laughs) I just thought about it and I was like, oh, well, at least he liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been on that, I've been on that uh, voyage too to like, Go down the top best movies and like going all. Around. Oh, dude, he's knocking them out. He was yeah. watching the Deer Hunter. A couple oh yeah, of, like deer two two long. two months ago, he was watching dude. the Deer Hunter. I was like, dang, he's really chipping away at that yeah, he's list. Chipping away, dude. Yeah, then I gotta pick up some of the movies he's watched then off of his list. Yeah. Man. yeah so it's but... it's, still it's got a weird dichotomy. You got some more on my list. Yeah. I think I got some. You have a list too that I still need to catch up on too. Yeah, it's Blade a weird Runner dichotomy. Because... Blade Runner was recent for me. I yeah, because I still have to do Citizen Kane. Yeah. That one's a good one. Yeah. Bro. That and Casablanca too, if you haven't seen that. Yeah. That's another one. I have to do, uh, it's a weird dichotomy because I'll rewatch the same films over and over again. Yeah, me too. I'm and too. I don't, I don't know how he, like, I don't know how you come home and say, I'm going to watch a new film every, like he's just chipping away at it That's dope. or either that, or it'd be like a mini series or something of that nature. Yeah. But dang, like. I feel like the deer hunter is for sure is an experience. It's an experience more than a film. It's like, you just feel that. I don't know. It's hard to express, but you know, it was a long movie though. And it's like half of the movie is in 
takes place in this wedding, which is crazy. Yeah. Like half of the movies at this wedding, uh, but it's an experience. I don't think it's, I think it's, it's more hyped than the actual, like on, on how actually, than how actually good it is. So you, do you think the deer hunters overhyped versus? I think it's a little bit hyped more. Oh than, man! But it's an experience, though. It's like a movie you got to see because. So because there's a certain way that this film is directed, that you appreciate. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it's also to, uh, uh, what's his name? Right De Niro. Now? No, the other guy, the main actor. Uh, oh, you're talking about um, Christopher Watkins. Christopher Walken. Yeah, he won. He wins. Uh, I don't know if it's an Oscar, but he wins something in this movie. Probably best supporting actor. Mm, I think it was better than that. Maybe lead. Maybe because wasn't De Niro the lead in Deer Hunter? De De Niro was lead, so maybe you're right. It might be best supporting actor. Probably the nod. But anyway, the director. I know Michael Cimino did win best director for Mm. the Deer Hunter. Yeah. That's actually uh, funny. If you think if you think he went really extra with the deer hunter, when Michael Cimino actually got full carte blanche, yeah, to do his next film, which was called Heaven's Gate, also starring Christopher Walken, right? It literally bankrupt Canon Films, <laughs> and it actually made a shift to where the directors no longer had the power anymore, and it went back to the production companies giving having the power again. So it was. It's it's really interesting that you actually mentioned Deer Hunter, but yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, we actually also watched Coming to America, and I have a really interesting proposition about that. Sir, a lot of people have mixed feelings about Coming to America. Okay, and I recently posted as one of my Facebook status updates. Kind of along the lines of this. We couldn't get the appropriate Coming to America sequel because you would have all canceled it. I don't think I'm far from the truth. In order for an appropriate Coming to America sequel, something along the lines of what would be interpreted as controversial today if they made Coming to America now... I think if they tried to have something along the lines of a sequel, really mm-hmm. along the lines of the former original movie, everybody along the way would have complained about it. Whether you're black, white, Asian, whatever. What Any mean? which way, someone would have complained about it and tried to have canceled the movie, which resulted in this PG-13 venture. With very funny moments, Coming to America, the sequel was, to me, very funny. I enjoyed it. I know it wasn't as rip-roaring hilarious as the first one. But we couldn't have an appropriate sequel because you know how America is now, Isaiah. I know how America is. This segment is completely, I'm just, I have no notes for this. But I do know how passionate I am about Eddie Murphy, for one. I'm still waiting on a Beverly Hills Cop movie. But with along the, along coupled with that, I'm looking for an appropriate Coming to America sequel. Mm-hmm. This one was a, a nice take on it. But it's 
not coming to America, the first one. Yeah, it's not the first one. Uh, what do you think? I what do you think? You, you think would, you they would have canceled it? I I really do think so. I feel you on that. I don't know if it would have been canceled, but it would have been for sure controversial. Rated. I'm talking rated R. Yeah. Like we, you you let those you let the uh, the old barbershop characters actually go full on out versus them, kind of in this new film they kind of aren't as aren't as raw. As they were back then. Yeah. Give me some examples of like that for like when, when the first coming America came out, like, you know, at that time, you know, so back then a lot of the, a lot of the banner in the barbershop was really just racially charged. So we didn't really get much of that coming back to coming back to this barbershop scene again. I see, yeah. It's like they adjusted with the times, but they were all very, very cautious. You make you make this film rated R, and you could still get, I don't know, make it tolerable for, Amer- for this very sensitive audience. And, I mean, we're in sensitive times here. I mean, we're, we're, you have people getting... Pepe Le Pew canceled. You have people getting Dr. Seuss books that no one gives a damn about canceled or removed. It's ridiculous. Like we already went. It's like we talk about cancel culture every week now. But I would have I'm standing firm on this soapbox saying that we don't we will never get an appropriate sequel to Coming to America because it would have just been canceled. Wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been uh Perceived, yeah, it wouldn't have been yeah, perceived. A lot of people would be like, would have been virtually upset at it. People that have never seen the first coming to America would have been like, what is this? This is ridiculous. This is, it'd be something along the same vein as people getting upset at Tropic Thunder barely because they they just found out that Robert Downey Jr. was doing a, a satirical uh, version of a method actor by playing, playing in blackface. Yeah. Well, you know, some people, well, I don't know. I don't know of any people specifically, but I I think like when Black Panther came out, I think that was still in a sense, like there was a lot of people that felt that that was controversial even, you know? Right. Um, I don't know any people really in my circle that felt that way, but I I know people in general, because I mean, from hearing it from different spots. Yeah. But, um, you know, people even felt that that was controversial, which is... You so know, crazy. Uh, I don't want to Tennessee two step around that, but it's a certain a certain amount of people that would have been angry because there's an all black cast. Because because uh-huh. because yeah, the other side of that audience, I've, there was nothing to be there was nothing disrespectful about the movie. I mean, the only thing that would get people generally upset, I mean, certain sects of people. Would have been the fact that it's an all-black cast in a successful all-black nation, right. secluded from the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah, that's Maybe. what I'm saying. Like, you know, if if people were already considering that controversial, can you imagine now if coming to America did like what you said, its thing? Right. Like, if they were already just controversial about that, you can only imagine how much more. I don't know. 
films need to have this identity again to where you are being transported in their world. We aren't supposed to be in the world already that peop- that the film's already in. Like, in a Wild West movie, they don't modernize it for people to, unless it's like Westworld or something where there's a sci-fi twist. But in in this version of Coming to America, we have to be on the outside looking in at this world. Who knows? A, a very authentic take on that falls along the same la- uh, same lines as the first coming to America. Whatever. Whose decision do you think it was to keep it, you know, I guess moderate, would you say? More so it was an or? Amazon Prime exclusive movie. Mm-hmm. So you see where there's, it's at the risk of investors, people within the company, Eddie Murphy's career still resurging on the line again. Well, on the line in the sense of he's coming back to do movies again and had COVID not ran its course to the heights that we didn't anticipate, he would have, he would have started doing stand up again. So he is definitely taking his appropriate steps. He sees the fact that there's investors involved with Amazon. It's not theatrically released. A lot of factors. It, now it dawns on me that there is a lot of factors that come to it, but still, I'm still thinking that had they given been given the R rating and free reign, they still would have got canceled. I hate yeah. cancel culture, man. It is ridiculous. Like, yeah, you're probably well, right. You're us probably giving validation right. to people's opinions that really don't amount for anything is just just ridiculous to me do you feel like uh coming to america was trying to signal some sort of message or do you think it was just to you know for money you know oh no i was it just for money just to so everybody could get a paycheck and and you know fan please or was it really trying to send a message you know they did a lot of good fan service i think they really did it for the coming to america fans James Earl Jones was I mean, in it. It was John a great Amos. movie. I mean, I still thought it was. It was. I mean, I thought it was still good. Oh yeah, absolutely, still good. And there was so much cool, I guess, cameos that were, you know, yeah. kind of like a nod to like these different people, which is cool. And uh, the funeral scene was like the. Uh, I don't want to say too much, but <laughs> yeah. the funeral scene was pretty funny. For those, for those uh, who haven't seen the Coming to America Amazon uh, Prime exclusive film, go watch it definitely fun after you're done watching it you circle back to my point where you'll then realize that hey may have gotten canceled if they actually went full reign you know arsenio hall does like the funniest like oh him and tracy morgan him he does the funniest faces bro yeah arsenio hall and then Eddie Murphy too they both look like they don't and tracy morgan they look like they don't i mean not tracy tracy morgan's funny too but all these guys, man, they don't, they don't even age, bro. It seems yeah. like they were all like the same still. Just crazy. No, yeah, that's how it is, man. Yeah, I guess so, man. Found a youth of that. Who else was in that? Wesley Snipes, too. Yeah, Wesley's bro. in it. Yeah. Trevor oh. Noah's in there. Oh, Trevor Noah showed up, too. 
Jeez, <laughs> Trevor Noah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I um wanted to give you some props here on Come Sit With Us. You oh, did wow. All right. yeah. thank you, bro. I listened into your Malcolm X your Malcolm X uh, segment there on the deep end, along with the the whole of the episode. It's a lot to t- it's a lot to dive into a man of that of that acclaim, Malcolm X. It's intimidating for sure, bro. It is. And for you to give people your perspective on that takes a lot. And I encourage everyone to to listen in on that episode of the Deep End about Malcolm X and the the what what do you say the the claim the alleged claim that he was assassinated by oh yeah FBI it's, it's pretty yeah I guess I would say alleged claim yeah cuz there's is it no there's no documentation behind it or only documentation right now and this is why I talked about it is because recently uh, a deceased uh, police officer NYPD officer put out a letter and his uh, Malcolm X's daughter made it public saying yeah. in this the letter says, you know, how he he confessed to the whole thing and saying that uh, he was told by his superior officers to lure specifically lure his security detail to do crimes so they could get arrested. And that those were the guards of like the front door or whatever of the oh, day got he got it. shot. So yeah, um, it definitely made a big, bigger deal, but yeah. also too, uh, I guess it's known that FBI was also trying to inf- infiltrate the nation of Islam too. That's right. So yep. there was, I mean, and that ultimately led, you know, up until his death too. So in some ways it still led to that because of that. Okay. You know, so, Throughout Strain. throughout the whole narrative of his of his passing, there's ties to the yeah, FBI. Still, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Not surprised. Yeah, I know. Definitely not surprised it's on it's that. Uh, really crazy, man. I'm not, I'm not surprised either, dude. I'm not surprised either. It's just crazy to hear sometimes like your own government's intelligence to to be involved in that way to like try to shut people down, you know, because they started noticing the power that these figures had and they were challenging the status quo. So it's, it's not entirely surprising, even though it's shocking a little bit. Right. The, the thing that always gets to me is that for certain assassinations, certain murders, there's always this like JFK, Lee Harvey Oswald, allegedly. Right. Uh, uh, Martin Luther King, James Earl Ray. Right. But for people like M- Malcolm X's murder, like there's apparently someone that did do it, but now there's ties to the FBI and seeing who actually did it. Yeah. Tupac Shakur. No one knows who did it, yet he died in one of the most, the most in- <laughs> surveillanced areas in all of the United States in Las Vegas. During the one of the most, it's even more of a densely populated area because there was right after the Mike Tyson, Bruce Selden fight. So it's like, what the heck? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, they'll let you know who killed who, but then they'll keep it under wraps under certain people. And 
And when people end up finding out more facts, then ties in not only not only to the avenue of conspiracy, but it's like, wait, but here's some evidence. This isn't just mm-hmm. a conspiracy. Yeah, and then after a, such a period of time, it's like almost like people don't care about it anymore. So even if you right. do have these facts, it's like it's too late now. Because that yeah. was the whole thing. I don't know if there was this documentary. I don't know if it was on Netflix or what, but it was about a guy, this detective who is like uncovering all this stuff still and like at that point it was like you know it's it's all for nothing yeah it's like it's too late now like no you sound crazy you sound crazy now because all the players are done yeah you know you can't really you can't really uh get anybody like what are you gonna do get elijah muhammad to like you can't (laughs) and so many like yeah right exactly and then so many years that passed it's like it's like people don't, it's, it's not the same anymore. You yeah. missed the time, the window of opportunity to like reveal who was responsible. Can't strike this. when the, you cannot strike when the iron's hot in these situations. Apparently, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. With, 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 uh, with Malcolm X, I, it's just, I felt like, you know, our history books, he, he, he gets painted in this other light, like that. He's just like, you know, he's oh, just this, this person that, you know, by any means necessary guy. And that's kind of all. I yeah, got exactly. The that photo of him looking outside his window with a with the AK. Yeah. And that's it. That's all yeah. you get with Malcolm X. Yeah. It's like a small little chapter in our history books. There wasn't no in-depth like, they, they, oh, no, this was. You, they don't you know. want they don't want to give people the idea of a revolution, man. Yeah. That's with no disrespect to MLK, but he wrote a lot different. He was more on the side of compassion. Mm hmm. Um, as you thoroughly explained in the uh, Deep End uh, podcast episode, but it's like, it was definitely two sides to that coin. Mm-hmm. But you needed you needed Malcolm. Well, Martin needed Malcolm. Malcolm needed Martin. You need that compare, you need that uh, contrast to help get the main agenda across. Yeah. That's what I believe in, in, on that. Yeah. You did a great job. It's, Again, it's tough to take on a subject by which you yourself or I myself was never uh, in arms with on the struggle of, you know, with the civil rights movement or any, yeah, any, any inkling of racial inequality. Like the, the racial inequality that you and I get is just a, a, a glimmer of what what are, really goes on out there, huh? Yeah. yeah which is. is every African American probably deals with on a on a very frequent basis. Mm-hmm. It's just something that but for you to tackle that on and you did a a damn good job on it. It's just uh definitely can commend you on here on Come Sit With Us. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Of that. course, of course. It's what we're here for, man. I definitely learned a lot. I mean, from that episode I learned things that I never knew and never understood, you know? So definitely now it's changed a lot. Like, you know, what, what happened in Charlottesville, I never understood what was really going on. You know, I remember it being a headline, but I never got the time to really like what's really going on there. Like I never got the time to really dig and see exactly what was happening. So it was definitely eye opening for me because then, you know, now I understand how deep that goes and how that's still a problem 
you know, and why people attack these buildings or statues because of what it means to them. Yeah. Just, you know, not explicitly, but just intuitively what it means. So, yeah, and I didn't understand that. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely changed me now because now, like, I know that now. So yeah. it's different. I see it in a different perspective now. So, yeah. Onto a much, onto a much uh, lighter segment here. I wanted to let you know that I've gotten into, uh, I've went down the rabbit hole and I'm knee deep in it. It started with, it started with my, uh, started with sports cards, man. And mm-hmm. I'm getting back into it. And it is. So tell me about this. Cause you mentioned it. So somebody in your family had a big, a big like stash of um, like baseball cards, basketball cards, basketball cards from like in the eighties, nineties or whatever. Yes. And they were just like, Hey, Hey Mark, you want to go through this and it's yours or whatever. Yeah. So now, I'm, <laughs> now I have the, I have the, the grand privilege of, rifling through them and sorting them out and not only that sorting them out and then getting those mint condition cards sent sent off to go get graded on a scale of one to ten mm. one being the poorest and ten being absolute gem mint which is a very hard grade to get so i am doing that taking a look at all at all the cards that i've been uh, given the privilege to look through and and check out, but not only that, as I've I went to go restock over at my buddy's booth to where I have my pins at, and I went around and was rifling through baseball basketball cards, <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I did not. I am. This is such a thirty something thing to do. <laughs> to go to a collectible store and rifle through sports and ba- uh, basketball cards and sports cards. It's hot right now. It's hot to do that. But the reason why is because the margin of getting a fantastic rookie card to go get graded as a 9 or a 10 certified by a card agency is the value of it right now is through the roof. Any Kobe card, any... Michael Jordan card, mm-hmm. gem mint. Mm-hmm. You easily take your $25, $35 investment and take it into the $80 plus, however rare the card is. Now I'm in it. Now I'm deep in it. Knee deep in it. Yeah, I mean, I I obviously got the bug myself. I, I have some sports cards of my father, you know, that he has a lot of Shaq and Kobe stuff and some Jordan stuff. So this is more stuff you got to get graded now. It's more stuff, yeah. It's more stuff I got to get graded. And they're nice, too. Good condition and everything like that. But I recently got the bug, and I think it's because, like you said, it's like a like a 30-ish you know, year old thing to do. You yeah. Know, start building up your collection of your stash or whatever you got. Right. You were kind of ahead of this, though, when you started uh, in when you started into the your journey into the retro gaming thing because you started harnessing, like, all of, like, all the thrift stores, um, you know, consoles and cartridges right. because the thrift stores were slipping at that point. You caught them slipping. Yeah. So you were like probably what a good seven, eight years ahead of this. 
Yeah, know, before I was, now it's like hard to get and they're expensive to get. The be- the best part about it now is that when I liquidated my whole collection, yeah, my return on everything was amazing. From what I've spent on it initially, which yeah. was, I'd say a good eighty percent thrift store, twenty percent. And you, I mean, when I see reselling. you were going hard, you were going hard like almost every other day in the mornings. Yeah, it was know, insane. You were dude. making like I would, a Saturday, a whole day like of attacking thrift stores, you know? Yeah, and it you was would insane. meet up people. You would see people who would like be there, like trying to beat you to it. Yeah, like you would run into those guys. So you were you were in it like heavy at that yeah. t- at that point in time. It was, and my, I don't think I understood yet because I wasn't of age to understand yet. But you were somehow ahead of that curve big time when you caught the, that. The best part about it is again just when I was able, I was comfortable enough to say I'm done with what this is, because at at one point my room was looking like Sanford and Son. It was just a junkyard, <laughs> and you know you can't take prospective talent into a room like that to where it's like here's my room look at all my video games you know um yeah yeah. i just can't um not that that had anything to do with it the one thing that just was i was just at a point to where you open your door and just all these cartridges yeah all these games slip out or like stepping on controllers just consume my life like the next day i'd probably wake up and there's just i'm just buried in consoles (laughs) <laughs> suffocated and died buried underneath like entombed oh, in my own God. passion dead <laughs> the but when i finally decided to liquidate and just mm. be done with it my the turnover was amazing because of just how oh. much how many times i came up on just console console consoles and just resold it when the price was hot to do i felt yeah. great I felt felt really liberating like being okay to get over on people that were just buying your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you were ahead. I mean, you caught the thrift store slipping, bro. So. And now it's like hard to do that. Yeah. You can't just catch them slipping like that no more. Cause I think the thrift stores now are starting to notice people attacking them. Yeah. Like when they get stuff, you know? And so. Now I'm lo- now I'm remembering all the times I went to a thrift store and just saw unopened, um, unopened uh, basketball card sets. That were being sold for like 30 bucks. And I'm just yeah. like, now, because they weren't hot back then. Right, they it's like there was no then. reason to get yeah. them. And now they're like, I don't know. Now it's like if, if you found something in there yeah. that was mint. Right. Oh my goodness. You're just, mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Like there's just one of those yeah. crazy things that I, I've passed up and at thrift stores like. Oh my yeah, goodness. it's like yeah, it, it is because like I said, like you said, it's, it wasn't hot at that time. Right now, it's hot, especially with our age. There's some sort of nostalgia factor to it, so it's like it's almost like a pre pre internet days kind one of thing. Day, you know? One day, I'm just gonna find a binder at the thrift store, and it's just gonna be full of hollows, just Pokemon hollows that mm-hmm. I can just go get graded and and in 20 years retire just off of one Charizard or whatever. <laughs> Or something. Oh man, yeah. Like dude. or just getting unopened unopened boxes of just for me it takes me back to a day in our lives where it was like before internet. You know, that I mean before the internet was around, before we had cell phones that you could do yeah. anything, it was like you were playing outside in the street or you were trading like you were playing you know, you got trading yeah. cards, whatever. Pogs. That's the way it was. Whatever. You know? So it takes me to a, a place that was like before internet kind of days. <laughs> 
I don't know if it's because I'm we're older now or what because we're, we are mid thirties, but I don't see thirties really being old. But it's just something about that that's just it makes you appreciate and value that. Yeah. So, so I picked up some pogs too. Oh my gosh! No, or I thought that was a joke. You. Yeah, I picked up some pogs too because <laughs> I was like, dude, pogs are so sick. Like, you know, it's the, like you got to find get, the unopened the special kind. You got to find the unopened, uh, the unpunched, full set, the full Dang. sleeves. Apparently, the still from from my recollection, one of the most expensive packs, mm-hmm. uh, one of the most expensive pog packs, are the OJ Simpson trial case pog set. <laughs> Jesus. Like one, one has a Bronco. Oh yeah, How are you one has be the judge. Pogs with somebody and like, oh yeah, one, one, my OJ. Like he's, he's under oath. You just see the steel. Uh, just imagine OJ under oath or trying to fit the glove in a pog. <laughs> you know, my my aunt used to do. She used to have us make pogs. So she would get this cardboard box. We would cut these little circles and then we would like paste on you know whatever from oh the newspapers we might be like making our own pogs. It was funny. But uh, I recently had ordered now. I, I already got the Street Fighter Pogs, like the Street Fighter ones. Yeah. They're pretty dope. But I also ordered, because I remember when I was little, there was uh, these Collecting Power Ranger Pogs. The Power Ranger Pogs. Yes. So I ordered those. So, so those are coming their way. And it has like Tommy and and uh, Kimberly and all them on it. It's like. Are they, is it unpunched or is it these are actually loose Pogs? No, they're 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 a bunch of loose pogs. Oh, okay, okay, got it. But got you know it. what's hard to find is the slammers. Like I can't find the slammers anymore. Yeah. I don't know where all those are at. Those are at the bottom of the ocean. This is <laughs> for real, those things dude. like fully sunk down. And I remember there's all kinds of dope slammers out there. I just I don't know where they're at though. I can't find them. So years, <laughs> the centuries, are, centuries from now, hem- heaven or something. They're, or like, they're in I don't know. They're somewhere. <laughs> they're they're they went back to the to the Earth's core where they remain. Like they just they just surface back down to the bottom. Now it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the gold rush. We have to like literally do the gold rush to find the slammers. Not even finding gold, just find slammers in a sandbox. Find, the, trying to find all those Del Taco slammers and you have pogs. To move to San Francisco to find some slammers. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't remember the the in three thousand in the year three thousand five hundred man. People went to Cleveland to find a bunch of slammers. The Oregon Trail just for slammers. <laughs> the Cleveland yeah, it's the Cleveland Trail. People just went. <laughs> this is where they dumped all the slammers over Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of settlers and pioneers went to go find a new future. Seriously though, where where are the slammers? Like, <laughs> That's the I new can, question. How come I cannot find one? They're like. You're looking in the wrong places. Maybe if somebody can't find one, please send me the link because yeah, can someone find to, Isaiah Slammer, please? I'd love to purchase a Slammer, so you know. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> circling back to what we had here at the top of the segment, yeah, just going with going with sports cards, man. I didn't yeah. think my I didn't think my life. Did you get a pick through it yet? Did you get a? Oh man, dude! I spent six hours Ooh. going through half of what I still have to go through. Mm. Six hours, and so again, I have to go through certain filters. So now I have a filtered box of just gem mint of what I think can be graded. So now I have to go through each one of those and fully convince myself these can get graded. You know, I got to do a deep in episode on this because my brother was saying that. I mean, my brother was heavy into basketball cards yeah. and baseball cards. He said that it became at a certain point like a racket. Um, and they would 
like sometimes I don't know what it was like sometimes they would make something really valuable but they would like not release it in these packs and I don't know so he was saying somehow it was like a racket and I don't know because they would they would just purposely like I will like illful illfully supply mm-hmm. or not even oh so the the rarity was just based on the fact like no one's gonna get these except for a certain amount of people yeah yeah got it and I'm not sure he I, there's probably more details he, he explained it better than I could but yeah because uh, it's getting pretty nuts man I I had I had my friend Tony unbox three booster booster pack boxes that I had yeah I remember so, that. He went through those. I'm and so professional, bro. I was like, man, this dude is professional. He's like, a yo, fool, man. you know, check like this out. He goes, you know what? You know, it looks uh, pretty even. Yeah, oh, you know God. what? This is a good card. I would want this in my stash, actually. Yeah, exactly. No, he'd want it in his stash <laughs> because, man, you you think I'm money hungry? That guy. <laughs> you when you shake your hand, watch out for your wallet. Um, and he was like, I'm going to set it aside for you, Mark. You know, that's a good card. This and that. Yeah. Like, no, he was all no trust me. When he says all that, he's like, yeah, yeah I have all these and organized for you. And I'm just thinking, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. All <laughs> he's going to send me the bill. <laughs> the, um, the beauty about, about it all though, is that it could be a potential investment. Who knows? I'm just, I, I enjoy, I enjoy the thrill of the hunt. It kind of gets me yeah, through, yeah. um, Looking back at the cards of yesteryears, I'm looking. I'm seeing Canseco, McGuire, Ken Griffey, Dang, bro, that's bunch of basketball players. Right there, like yeah. I see, I'm seeing a bunch of stuff that I like, and it is definitely a hobby that I can I can see myself, you know, being gentle with and like being able to baby all the stuff that I have right now and mm-hmm. and all the cards that I rifle through and and know that I won't get anything with. I'll just put it at a, put it at one of my tables at a pin event like dollar oh. each. Mm. Oh, and then man. it's already, the stuff that. That, it's already yeah, the stuff that it's already the stuff that I filtered through. Yeah, you're like, selling yeah. already. Yeah. So it's just like... pass it off like, oh I don't know what's in there. Just get over <laughs> on them like that. That'll work. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's all about the come up here. Yeah. I definitely enjoy it for the hunt too, because the hunt is is fun, bro. Yeah. It's fun, man. That's kind of why I got into vinyls. Kind of why I got into comics. I have comics now too. Yeah. Um, because you kind of want it, and I've been finding some comics at these thrift stores, like yeah. slip just slipped in there, and they go for like forty bucks to two hundred bucks, depending on the condition it's in. Right. So yeah, dude, I I, I enjoy the hunt. Yeah, it's it's good it's good finding certain things at thrift stores where you're just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe like, can't believe they slipped. They yeah. got caught slipping. Like anytime I used to find like a big laser disc player, or man, I used to just find a bunch of stuff. Like anytime I see a stack of Super Nintendo games, oh. I would just lose my mind because the thrill of the hunt again. All you yeah. see is like four Super Nintendo games, and when you see them, you're like, "Oh, Mario All Stars, Super Metroid, like, oh, Mario Kart." Like, right. you're thinking of what they charge it at and like right. how much you can make back. Right. right. <laughs> so it's cool. It's cool doing that. It's cool getting that, having that feeling and that rush. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. And like you said, you could filter out the stuff that you know you could go without, and like later, just like I don't know what's in there, you know, like can sell it. Oh yeah, and you can. Yeah, that's gonna you know, be fun. You can, mark, you can sell your price that you want to sell it at. So everything like I've kind of purchased, I kind of kept a mental note of like what I paid for them so that right. when I do sell them, I can sell them and still turn over, you know, uh, hand over fist with 
whatever I ended up selling them at. There you go. But so watch out for Isaiah's these... Craigslist posts. <laughs> and watch out for me selling <laughs> selling all these unwanted <laughs> cards at, at my pin <laughs> expos. <laughs> I'm giving you guys advance warning right now. Uh, well, maybe they might catch you slipping. Maybe you might have a King Griffey in there you didn't. Yeah. You missed. Yeah. They'll have fun with that. <laughs> So this is why we filter these through, and this is why I spend six hours going through this. These you might cards, have missed guys. it, bro. You might have missed it. You know? Oh man, distracted. Somebody might have missed on my pimping. Somebody might have called your name or something. You're like, huh? And you kind of like let the King Griffey slip in there. As long as they call me through the phone, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> oh it. man, ladies and gentlemen, I want to close off on this. Uh, this. Uh, episode of come sit with us with this one last segment here wanted it to be uh to let you know about just corporations and just let you know what they do in lieu of certain congressional acts so kroger's closing down three la county stores because of the new hero pay ordinance for workers it's an additional five dollars an hour during the covid19 crisis so, so Kroger just decided, you know what? Those buildings that we're leasing out, we'll just close them. We can't swing $5 an hour hero pay for these grocery store clerks, these meat cutters, these these cart retrievers. They're just saying they can't swing 5 bucks an hour. A major corporation like Kroger can't. I cannot even get past this idea that a corporation like that, a big company like that can't swing, can't swing that, can't take a quick, not that they're going to be taking a hit. The one thing that a lot of companies do already, and I'm not a, a business major, I'm not an expert at all this, but what I'm thinking is, is that a lot of companies play into profit and they really do skim profits. They really make a lot of money. And they make so much money that they are able to give money to their CEOs, bonuses, all that. What this is really doing is you're affecting the pockets of the higher ups. And when you do that, that's when they're like, no, no, we can't. We can't swing these. We have to shut three stores down. We can't. We can swing hero pay for some of these stores, but for three of them, we can't. We really can't. Well, while they while they go into their their sports car. And they go into their McLaren. Seriously, it's, um, seriously, it's, bro. I mean, I, I mean, I work in payroll, right? And I see these checks that come through for CEOs and stuff. Yeah, we're talking about like four hundred grand bonuses. Yeah, yeah, uh, I believe it, it. it for one person, right? So, and that's a bonus. So, <laughs> yeah. I Some companies just can't swing you. it, Isaiah. I definitely agree with you. I, I, I would like to be on the receiving end of those checks. Don't get me wrong. But the the idea that where I come from, the, the middle working, you know, the working middle class, I just, I really don't, I find it illogical to me I, on my end. I always wonder where it goes. What do they do with that? That's a lot of money. I yeah. don't know what, where the, what, do they, what do you, what does one do with that? <laughs> Stash it to expand. They stash, you know, th- there's a model to it all. You know, mm-hmm. they'll take that money, stash it to their, the, 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 the fund to expand to another store, to lease out another area. 
you know, mm-hmm. just stuff like that. But it's just you're telling me three stores can't swing the five dollar hero pay. You gotta make me sick. It's it's pennies. It's pennies to them. It'll affect what a couple, three or four CEOs or whatever, yeah. regional managers, whatever. Come on, guys. And also, too, what's the message you're sending really to all your employees? Like, yeah, you know? the even the ones that are at the stores that do the hero pays, like, hey, we might be next. It does nothing but infect the climate of just negative, a cloud of negative energy. To be honest, because it's like. You guys are the lucky ones mm-hmm. for now. And, and also it, it negates everything because they've, they've been working yeah. through COVID, I'm sure, already. So and this is what they get for that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we've been making you guys money during the time where grocery stores are making record profits because no one else can go out and have go out to eat or whatever. Everyone's just getting record profits, even Look at look how crazy Amazon's making money because people just order stuff from home. And I heard Amazon profits all over. Like, I heard Amazon inside's like slave labor. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's been um we can go all night with this, but it's just I really wanted to shine light onto Kroger, Ralph's, what I think they own a bunch of other stores, but it's like, damn, dude. You really just can't swing that five dollar hero pay. And I and I can't wait for the uh, upper class citizens on Facebook to go back to the post where I got most of my information from to say, well, should make better life choices. Should uh, should have went to school or whatever. It's like, bro, come on, shut the hell up. Go to school. It's like, way. it's like, if yeah. you're talking about just people just trying to make a living, you know, thinking that this is the only way out for their career, just to yeah. do what they do, man. And yeah, I just wanted to bring light to that. To where I commend everybody working out there in the business and in the the sector of the whether you're working at grocery stores, wait, you're still bussing tables amidst this pandemic, still working outside, and you know just being liable to to get sick. It's just commit. I just really give you guys props all day long for being the the heroes out there, the real true heroes getting us through this this pandemic this global pandemic that's just been been keeping a lot of us very uneasy in many ways health wise job job security wise it's just unfortunate yeah i mean at least until we get the vaccine right oh uh, yeah at least until enough people do yeah, yeah. that's the thing that Which i'm still look even for. on the fence about still from since our last episode of when we talked about vaccinations, I'm still right. on the fence about it, but I think I'm most, I'm leaning towards, yeah, I'm going to get it as soon right. as I can. The perks, there's perks to getting the vaccination. I know apparently you can just be without a mask, but again, you still have to appeal to like card. adhere to ordinances from mm-hmm. certain counties or whatever. You just can't until they say, yeah, those that are vaccinated can go without a mask. So we're waiting for that. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning in to another fantastic episode of Come Sit With Us. I want to extend my thanks to you guys for tuning in. Um, You guys give me the opportunity to give me a platform to where I can do this. Um, I enjoy doing a podcast episode with one of my good friends here. And 
it's just nothing but good things. I, I definitely do appreciate it, and I definitely appreciate you guys tuning in uh, as you guys can. Make sure circle back, download all the episodes. There's 28 of them now, so yeah, be sure to tune in. We appreciate it. Most importantly, be well.